Hey guys, it's your GM Thomas here. I just wanted to give you a quick content warning for this special double issue. Uh, Spotlight Mirage does include a brief description of the attempted abduction of a child. And Spotlight Calico includes some descriptions of some pretty severe bullying. So if any of those are triggering for you guys and you don't want to give this episode a listen, please feel free to skip it. We want all of you guys to feel safe and comfortable listening to our episodes. And without further ado, let's get into Spotlight, Mirage, and Calico. On the cover, a stylized version of the Paradigm Academy crest has taken on a purple hue, and holographic images of the domino mask and textbook seem to leap from the page. Mirage stands in a heroic pose, lashing out with a psychic construct whip in front of a brick wall covered in graffiti. The tagline reads, Find out how the crime club captain got her start. This is Spotlight Mirage. first page we see charlie but she is about four years old you said was around the time when she first yeah. began to present powers and how old is uh, is your sister at this point six six okay so we see a very young charlie and her sister liz and they are in the living room and what were what were your favorite toys when you were growing up I think Charlie had a lot of, like, action figures and stuff. She was never a very big, like, Barbie doll kind of person. Um, So I think she has, like, action figures of, like, other superheroes. And I think, like, occasionally she'd, like, go to her mom's and be like, Did you guys fight this one? And Or, like, did you fight with this one? And stuff like that. She was very into that and just like her mom's being superheroes before. All right. So I think I think what ha- what we see is uh, sister are playing uh, superheroes and villains. And uh, Liz is would would you have played the superheroes or would you have preferred to play the villains when you were little? I definitely think that uh, Charlie would play the villains. I feel like Liz is just trying to have a nice time and Charlie just keeps messing with that. Okay, so we see we see Liz uh, and did Liz's powers already present at this point too? No, no. Okay, so so Liz has a uh, Silver Age paradigm action figure that she has like in her hands, and we see we see her uh, kind of twirling around the room, making the whoosh sound as she's making the uh, the action figure fly, and uh, we see. Uh, we see a like shrouded figure that begins to grow in size uh, behind Liz as a psychic construct version of a full-sized chaos begins to em- begins to emerge from Charlie from Charlie's uh, memory, basically, and it begins to envelop Liz and we see a shriek from Liz 
as your moms enter the panel. Uh, and uh, Anna says, what? What's going on? What's wrong? And uh, Liz says, Charlie scared me. And uh, your other mom, Liz, walks over and says, is that true? Did you scare your sister? We were just playing. Well, show me what you did. Um, okay. Um, and then Charlie will try to uh, bring chaos back, I guess, as like a, an illusion. <laughs> okay, yeah, and we see we see that same figure appear in the in the room, and uh, both of your moms have like a shocked look on on their faces as uh, you are four years old. And we and we see uh, an editor's note, Charlie, four years old. So we cut to a panel of uh, of you at about seven and uh, you are in the museum and we uh, see like a uh, a panel that is showing that is showing the fossilized remains of like velociraptors. And then we have like. The dr- the droning like automated museum tour voiceover that's that's uh, in text at the bottom that's like uh, the Velociraptor. Well, well, uh, while most believe that the Velociraptor was uh, resembles something seen in the Jurassic Park movies, the Velociraptor was actually about the size of a turkey. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, it kind of trails off, and then we see we see seven year old Charlie kind of looking a little bored about the fact that she's in the museum. And she's just looking at these dead dinosaur skeletons. And then all of a sudden we cut to a scene of like several. What color are your psychic contracts? Kind of like a, a pinkish purple color, like in between them. OK, uh, so we see we see uh, several pinkish purple uh, velociraptors that kind of, that that are like running out like full like fully animated fully like flesh and 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 skin looking uh velociraptors that come that come running out of the exhibit and there is just a group of children running and screaming and uh then we cut to a scene of you in the principals or in a, with a, a with your teacher um and your and your moms have been called in to a parent teacher conference and uh your teacher says, uh, look, these problems have been getting worse and worse. I, I can't deal with her in the classroom anymore. She is just disruptive. You have to get a handle on her. And uh, Anna is the more, like, overprotective one, right? Yeah. She's also the, more, the one that's more diplomatic and stuff like this. We see Liss's hand kind of balled up, just a panel of Liss's hand balled up as she, as we think she's about to punch your teacher. And Anna says, look, I understand that this is a problem, but she's, she's young. She's impulsive. She's going to, she's going to grow out of this. We're working on it. Please just give her a chance. She's, she's, she's just learning. She's growing. She's growing and she needs, she needs a chance. And they all kind of look over at Charlie. What is Charlie doing uh, during this conversation? She's has her arms crossed and she's looking like down away from them because she's both 
embarrassed that this happened and annoyed that she's getting in trouble for something that she couldn't control. All right. Uh, and she says, uh, the, the teacher kind of walks over to the door and opens the door to, to escort you guys out of the room. And she says, look, I will do my best, but if there is another outburst like this during class or, or any sort of important activity, you might have to start looking for a better school for her. Some, somewhere that's more equipped to deal with her issues. And uh, we watch as the door closes and your moms are walking you through, down the hallway. And uh, Liss and Anna both kind of kneel down to your height. And Liz says, don't listen to her, honey. You're perfect. Just the way you are. Don't worry about it. And Anna, Anna kind of looks at looks at Liz and with a with a look of disapproval, and then turns to turns to you and says, "Yes, you are perfect, but we have some things to work on." And then we cut to our next pan- set of panels, where so we see another another editor. We see another editor's note uh, that says Charlie, age ten, and. Uh, you and your sister, who is now 12, are walking down the street, and there is a gentleman that approaches you. He is probably about six feet tall, and he's, he's just like an average-looking guy. Uh, and he says, Hey, what are you doing? I'm just walking our dog. Oh, you got a cute dog. He reaches down and starts petting the dog. What's his name? Boy, let me tell you, I was not ready to come up with the dog name. Um, <laughs> that'll be the thing that trips me up. Uh, I'll name the dog after my cat. Saki. Oh, that's a cute name. Cute name for a cute dog. And he looks up and he says, Hey, I think I know you from somewhere. Aren't you famous? Uh... No, um, my moms were. Oh, your moms are famous. Huh, that's pretty cool. And at this point, at this point, Liz is like tugging on your arm. Come on, we have to go. We have to get back to mom or to our, to our house. Uh, moms are making dinner. And uh, the man says, where do you think you're going? We're still having a conversation. And we see a couple, we see a couple of panels of, an arm, an arm that is extending way too far for his reach as it begins to wrap around Charlie's waist and like cinch, cinches tight and begins to pull Charlie back toward him. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Charlie is just kind of like frozen in fear looking at her sister because she's, she's never run into a situation like this and doesn't know what to do. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we get a panel of like the shocked look on your face and, uh, does, does Liz know she has powers at this point at 12 years old or is this going to be a surprise? Is it going to be a surprise for her? Um, she knows that she has powers, but she's never like really used them before. Like she used them once by accident and then has just been very, very careful to not use them since. Okay, so so yeah, we see we see a panel of like your shocked the shocked look on your face, and it's it's almost like the entire rest of the panel is just kind of blacked out, as as you're looking with like an arm stretched out toward your sister, 
and uh and Liz kind of rushes forward and and grabs onto the guy's arm and says, "Let her go, you asshole!" and and grabs grabs his arm and we see black veins begin to crawl up his arm as he like <coughs> gasps for air and the grip around you releases as his his now now we see he has like you know mr fantastic style super elastic powers and his arm just kind of falls limp uh, and lets you loose and uh <laughs> he he ta- he topples over to the ground and liz says come on let's go and uh you all run back to your house yeah charlie charlie runs after her <laughs> uh when you get to your when you get to your house the your your moms are kind of in the kitchen laughing and preparing dinner and they hear the door close and uh anna comes around the corner and says wow that was a fast walk where did uh why are you guys out of breath we were walking by the park and this guy came and he started talking to us and he grabbed me and liz stopped him wait a, a man grabbed you liz come in here Tell me everything you know about the man. What did he look like? I don't know. He was tall and he was like weird and like stretchy and it was weird. When you say the word stretchy, Anna turns to your turns to Liss and there's like a knowing look on their faces. And then we cut to a panel of a figure walking out of darkness and into light and we see it is the stretchy man in fact and he says no dice the girl got away and we see a figure who is shrouded in darkness who says then we'll just have to try harder you reach the end of the comic and a message reads turn this book over for a surprise you flip to the back to reveal that this is a supersized issue of spotlight on the cover The Paradigm Academy crest has been wreathed in flames and has sprouted jaguar ears. Calico stands against a black background, admiring her arm, which has taken on properties of smoldering coal. All while fiery eyes watch from the darkness. The tagline reads, This cool cat's about to set the world on fire. Literally. This is Spotlight Calico. We have a full page panel of the exterior of the house that Quinn grew up in. Can you describe the house for us? Uh, so it's a surprisingly large, but completely run down house. It, it looks almost as if it was nice at one point in time, but years, if not decades of neglect has, has really shown it's kind of a standard like two-story Victorian, but at the same time, it really it, it's seen shit. Like the outside is grungy, the plants are dead, uh, the screen door is like fully off the hinges and like set off to the side, like someone was just like, I'll fix that later, and they never did. All right. So we we get that shot of the exterior, and then we see a, a large word bubble that comes out of the house that says, Quinn, get me and the guy some more beer. Oh, we're starting up strong. Okay. Uh... And we and we cut to a a room with a with a bunch of rowdy criminal types. Uh, we see some tiny like editor notes of like giving giving the different characters names. So we have kind of a a phasing 
uh, sort of guy uh, who has the who has the name Shift underneath him. Uh, we see a guy who looks almost who, who looks almost like how you how um, Water Genasi are described in Dungeons and Dragons. He looks almost perpetually wet, uh, and that's a, underneath there that says rain. And we see um, a figure who has like uh, like biotech extensions that are coming out of his body and uh there is the name cyber underneath and then we see um we see a a gentleman who is kind of looking ragged and run down and very drunk uh and underneath uh underneath him it says ted quinn's dad (laughs) i'm classy and then we see uh young quinn probably uh what 12 12 at this point like just it, this is probably just actually this is the this is the night of your 13th birthday oh fun then so, yeah i i kind of imagine that it was one of those things where it's like my dad invited his friends over for my birthday and that's kind of now, one you, thing. now you get to cater to them yay yay harry potter <laughs> got shit on me uh yeah, I guess I'm gonna get them beers. All right, so we see, so we see young Quinn uh, going into the refrigerator and retrieving beers for the group, setting them down on the table, and um, your your dad kind of leans over and says, "You're doing a great, you're doing a great job, honey. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. I hope you're enjoying your party." Yeah, it's it's nice to see new faces. Well, the same people, but like. It's been a while, so it's nice to see everybody. All right, go back to your room. Let us let us talk about men's stuff. Okay. <laughs> it's a party. I don't want to be here. It's a for party that. for you. It's a party for you, but you're not invited. Ugh. <laughs> that is that is a deep ugh. <laughs> um. So yeah, you uh, you make your way back up to your room, and um, what does Quinn's uh, bedroom look like? Uh, Quinn's bedroom is surprisingly Spartan. Uh, there's there's no decorations on the walls. It's pretty much just like there's a single bed off to the side. Uh, there's a dresser, and that's pretty much it. There are a few toys strewn around, but they're mostly like secondhand broken toys um worn pretty boring standard place so does does quinn have any have any like actual like does quinn go to school does she have friends from school she does go to school and she has a few people that she knows but she's that unique brand of unpopular where nobody really wants to be around her that and a lot of people know that her dad is like not a good guy so they don't come around Okay, so yeah, you uh, we we see you kind of throw yourself on your on your bed and just are staring up the ceiling, and then off the panel we see a couple of word bubbles of like giggling, and uh, then we hear like the the tap of rocks being thrown at your window. Uh, uh, yeah, then I'll get up and go over to my window and open my window and look out. 
the window, you see a couple of girls that you recognize from school who generally don't give you the time of day, but for some reason are at your house right now. Oh my God. Yeah. Then I'm going to like wave at them and be like, Hey. Kind of giggle, giggle between each other. And, uh, then they then the the leader the very clear leader like the the um god the what's the name of the mean girls regina george regina the yes the very clear regina george of the it's like <laughs> you just had to say mean girls and it's just like my game brain kicked in um she she's like she's like hey quinn uh we were just going to go over to the old what there there has to be a name for this for this house this old this old haunted house that you that you went to and found the jaguar god uh well the jaguar god as far as i know approached me in my in my house but um we could do it so oh. that it's at the oh I know that the, okay i think it's at a house i think everybody just, would just call that house like the witch's house because that's kind of the legend right so uh, yeah, she she says, "Hey, we're just go- we're gonna we're uh, we were heading up to see if you wanted to come with us. We we heard it was your birthday." Uh, I sh- I probably shouldn't. My dad he'd get mad. Oh fuck your dad! He's a dick anyway. Come on, it'll be oh. fun. Um. Okay. Give me a second. I'll meet you downstairs. Yes. And uh, we, 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 like, you turn away to go get ready to a panel of just the girls, and we, we see our Regina George type say, yes, this is going to be fucking hilarious. We are going to get her so good. And uh, then we cut. We cut back to you as you uh, have finished getting ready. Yeah, I, I imagine that that's literally just like throwing on a coat and just being like, "Okay, I'm ready." And then I'm just going to do my best to kind of sneak downstairs. Okay, go ahead and roll me two d six. Oh fuck! Hang on. I guess what I didn't do. I mean, if you've got dice handy, you can just roll dice. You don't have to do it in roll twenty. Uh, 2d6. I do have dice handy because I'm a desperate loser nerd. <laughs> uh, I got a five. A five. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're, uh, you start, you start climbing down, uh, climbing down like the, the, what is it called? The trestle, like the, like, like the old dilapidated trestle that's on the outside of your house. Uh, and, uh, one of the one of the cross hatches like snaps snaps beneath your beneath you and you just fall you fall flat on your back and you hear from inside the house what the fuck was that uh so this is where i learned it i'm going to start running <laughs> okay uh, yeah you take you take off running um and the girls are behind you following, like, like just laughing the whole way. And uh, you eventually get to the outside of this house. And it is your typical, you know, your, t- your typical haunted house. 
that you would see in any movie from the 60s to present day. Uh, you know, the, overgrown with trees and uh, just the overgrown, the the imposing form and the like impressive cast iron everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The rust, the dust, and the must. Uh, okay, so yeah, the the girls, uh, the girls are like, oh, this is so fucking creepy. I can't believe that we're doing this. Quinn, are you ready? Uh, for what? We're gonna go inside, duh. We're, but we're. It's what about the, I. Isn't there a ghost or a witch? Witch ghost? I mean, that's what the stories say, but you don't believe that, do you? Oh my god, Quinn believes in ghosts and witches. This is fucking hilarious. No, I don't. All right, well then, let's go inside. Okay. And I'm just gonna march right in. Okay, you go inside and... It is dark and dilapidated and creepy. We would expect a house like this to look like. And, um, yeah, the girls follow you in and, uh, we kind of, we kind of hear like, or or we see a pan, like off panel, like a, like a rattling sound as like a tree branch begins smashing into the window. Uh, all the girl, all the girls like jump and excitedly giggle and they're like, Oh my God, that's so fucking creepy and uh they're like uh you know what we should go to the basement i hear that's where the witch ate up all those children she ate them well that's what i heard okay yeah do you know how do we and as as you're saying that there's a sound as the door opens up and the girls are like did you do that i didn't fucking do that did you do that it must have been the wind right oh my god this is so scary so there's gonna be like one panel where it's just quinn and she has her hands and little fists and she's just so nervous and she goes of course it does and she's gonna turn and face the door and it's just like yeah (laughs) we're all gonna die like, I don't say that in character, but it's it's very much so that kind of, like, I'm fully aware of the fact that I'm now living in a horror movie. <laughs> so, uh, so, do you head down there? Uh, yes. Okay, you make your way into the basement, and almost like someone expected you to be there. There is a large cauldron with a flame lit underneath it, like green glowing flames. And there is, uh, as the as the others are making their way, hear the a loud slam uh, behind them, and uh, they they all scream and run and run down the stairs and kind of like tumble over you as you all kind of fall on the ground. And then you hear a voice. Of course I do. You've stumbled into my trap, my pretties. 
Now I'm going to cook you up and eat you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to be like getting the girls up and I'm just going to be like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get out. <laughs> the the girls are all are all like looking at you and laughing and pointing at you. And then from behind a behind a curtain in the corner, uh, there is uh, you see like one of the big football players with a with a camcorder and he is and he's recording you and they're like oh my god you're so fucking stupid this is not real ghosts and witches are not real you got that all on tape right babe and the football player is like yeah babe i totally got it this is gonna be hilarious to show everyone at school it was you you guys did all this yeah, you fucking idiot. I can't believe you fell for that. You're such a freak. Why don't you go run home to your freak dad? Yeah, I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. Like, break down crying and just run. You go rushing back to your, to your house. And as you make your way into, into the room, you find, um, you find that your dad and all of his friends have passed out. They didn't even bother looking for you or to try to figure out where you were or what happened. You kind of, you make your way into your room and quietly just shut the door and sit on your bed. I'm probably going to cry. We have a couple of panels of you crying. And then we see a figure that starts to materialize at the foot of your bed as you're crying. Don't cry, child. You are meant for something important. Uh, so I'm going to sit up and wipe away my tears. And uh, I'm going to look around and I'm just going to say, it's not funny this time, guys. This is trespassing. I assure you, this is not a joke. You are powerful. And you are meant for great things. I don't think anybody this anybody powerful has ever been caught on camera crying and freaking out, but okay. All you have to do is say the word. Say yes. And I will give you the power to smite anyone who would treat you that way. I could I could stand up for myself to anyone? Anyone. Just say yes. I think there's going to be like a panel of Quinn kind of like looking around, kind of contemplating. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. And we watch as this black and black flaming swirling mass kind of hits you right in the chest. And you kind of double over and and fall back onto your bed as we see this transformation beginning to occur. Uh, Why don't you describe for us what happens? So uh, I imagine that it's going to be her like more closely linked to the night sun form, uh, which is basically her hair turns jet black and kind of develops this, uh, the appearance of smoke billowing out of her scalp. There are these almost red embers in her locks as her skin turns 
the same kind of coal toned brown uh black and uh like rivers of molten red run in between the cracks and as you as you kind of sit sit up after following this this moment you feel the rush of power in in your body you feel like there is fire in your veins and you feel the darkness beginning to shroud you and we almost have like a split like a split panel of like half of your face and face of the night sun and the night sun and simultaneously you guys you're like both of you are saying now we get revenge paradigm academy is produced edited and gm'd by me thomas fleming i can be found on twitter at dorksidevo mirage is played by vanessa haas she can be found on twitter at alpaca my books calico is played by weaver randolph she can be found on twitter at uh underscore apocalypse that's uh with four h's our music was created by jeremy borders he can be found on twitter at tayu face you can find us on twitter at paradigm pod one or you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash pod masks a new generation is a game created by brennan conway and distributed by magpie games <laughs>